1: which is our own self. Let's today discuss just one problem, which is a huge problem, by the way, that nobody addresses. And the problem is, there's no way to prove the existence of an outside world. Even though that is our experience or interpretation, after all, you know, I'm going by the Empire State Building. Obviously, that's outside me. So I assume that New York City is outside me and not in me. But it is an experience. It's happening in your consciousness, as I've already explained. But look, let's look at some of the um, assumptions when we make when we make this assumption that there is an outside world and that it exists outside the boundaries of our skin. Just take one example for today. How does the brain experience, say, sunlight? So right now, look at any object around you. Look at a tree. Look at your own body, once again, if you want to. Or tonight, go out and look at the Milky Way galaxy, or a rainbow, or the sky, or the Empire State Building, or whatever. And let's examine what's really happening. According to current science, what is really happening is invisible photons are coming to your eyes, reflected, presumably, of the object that you're experiencing, whatever that object is. So if you're looking up at the sky and looking at the Milky Way galaxy, all that's coming to your eyes are invisible photons. The photons have no shape, they have no color, they have no dimensionality. In fact, the photons do not even have mass. This is a very peculiar thing. We, you know, Photons have no mass. They have momentum, but they have no mass. And yet, photons coming from the sun supply all the energy on our planet for all the food that we have. And these are invisible photons that don't occupy space mass. They don't have a volume. They don't have a shape. They're not solid. They're invisible. So these photons are going to your eyes. And in the back of your eyes, there is retina. There's something called a retina, which is a bunch of neurons. The photons, which are invisible, interact with those neurons. They send an electrical current to your brain. It's called an action potential. And in your brain, there's an electrochemical activity. And voila, you see the whole universe. How does that happen? <laughs> no one knows. In fact, that's called the hard problem of consciousness. How does invisible photons coming to your eyes with no mass, no color, no shape, no dimensionality, end up giving you the experience of the physical world, including your body? So that's called the hard problem of consciousness. In fact, when you look up at the sky, the Milky Way galaxy, somehow you're constructing that experience in your consciousness. You think it's you're constructing it through invisible photons, but that's another assumption that science has taken. But we can't explain that experience, okay? Let's look at the brain. How do you know there's such a thing as a brain? You could look at your own brain on a CAT scan or you look at a brain on a dissection table in a corpse or you look at a brain when somebody is doing neurosurgery. But the way you experience the brain is the same way you experience your phone. Photons are bouncing off that object and you're having the experience called a brain, a human experience that humans call a brain. You know, this is the fact that we think consciousness is produced by the brain is another assumption made by what we call physicalists in the science, in the philosophy of science. But actually, even the brain is an experience, like anything else. And you're creating that experience. Every time you have open your eyes, you create, construct the visual world, including the world of your body and a brain or even the world that you call mind, because mind is a fluctuation, a thought, which is an interpretation of that perceptual experience. So when you understand this, you will see that what we call the physical world, including the physical body, and the mind and the brain are a unified experience in your own being. The mind, the brain, the body, and the physical world are a unified experience in your own being. They have the fluctuations of consciousness, the excitations of consciousness, the vibrations of consciousness, if you want to call it that. So when I look at you, I'm creating the experience of you. And you are creating the experience of me. And we are all conscious agents embedded in a matrix of conscious beings, sentient beings. And together, we are projecting the universe, But in this case, the human universe. We don't know what the universe is for a butterfly or for a snake or for a dolphin or for an owl or for a chameleon. Um, but we share consciousness with them, for sure. Because, you know, when you attack them, they fly or they attack you. So there is something that we share in common. What is that we share in common with every other living being? We share in common awareness. And what we experience is where our awareness goes. Right now, put your awareness in your toes. Right now, you're having the experience of your toes. You are your toes. Now, put your awareness on the thought of your mother. Listen to her voice. Look at her face. Feel the love. And right now, that's your awareness. You are with your mother. Put your awareness on a tree. That's where you are. Wherever you put your awareness, that's where you are. And where is this awareness? Well, we already said awareness has no shape, no color, no sound, no solidity, no texture. It's invisible. Why is it invisible? Because you can't see it, otherwise you would be able to see. You can't see yourself. Just like the tooth can't bite itself, the eye cannot see itself, you cannot see yourself except in a mirror. So today, start to recognize that your body, your mind, and your world is a mirror of you. Whatever is happening in your life right now, it's a projection of your soul. Now, in Eastern traditions, they call that karma, which is a very loaded word because, you know, people think in terms of bad karma, good karma, all of this. But just replace the word karma with experience. You are consciousness metabolizing experience and calling it mind, body, and universe. You are, in fact, the universe. I've said this before, Wittgenstein, the great German philosopher, said, uh, we are asleep. Our life is a dream. But once in a while, we wake up enough to know that we're dreaming. Right now, we are all dreaming each other as an experience. And together, we are also dreaming up the world. When you realize that, you see you have immense power. Every time you move your arm you change the space-time geometry of the total universe. Every time you speak, you change the space-time geometry of the total universe. You know, in physics, there's an expression, when an electron vibrates, the universe shakes. And this is also the insight that the great teacher of all time, Buddha, had when he said, this lifetime of ours is transient as autumn clouds. To watch the birth and death of beings is like looking at the movements of a dance. A lifetime is like a flash of lightning in the sky rushing by like a torrent down a steep mountain. But when you wake up to who you truly are, who is dreaming, you realize that you are the dreamer and not the dream. And you can actually change the dream first by deconstructing it and then asking yourself, Who am I? What do I want? And see what comes up.
0: Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky
1: Today, just stay with that one idea. Who am I? What do I want? And be alert to any sensations, images, feelings, thoughts, or perceptions.